It is 11.44 p.m. on Easter Sunday, 2022. Kevin is back. Kevin, how you doing, man? Long time no see. We got Adam here, too, but Kevin, welcome back. Yeah, I just had to take the... I had a bad migraines all day last uh, Sunday, so I wasn't in the mood to talk much because it was just a pounding headache. I was laying in the dark for the most part, but, uh, you know, I had a good Easter. The week was... Interesting because at my job, all the young kids were off for their spring break, so none of the high school kids wanted to work. So, fun times though, but got through it. Excited for what's to come this week. I I, I didn't have that same experience at work, Kev, but you know, I, I know what you mean though. Like, we only had a couple that really wanted off, but um, they were told to be adults. Unless they were going out of town. That was the only way they got off from their normal schedule. I would just say I go out of town just because. <laughs> hey, I'll say I left. What are you going to do? I'll just hide in my house. <laughs> just don't ever leave it. <laughs> right. But, uh,. Real quick, before we start the episode, I just wanted to mention, since I wasn't here last week, uh, the March Madness Bracket Challenge. Uh, I was victorious. I guess the champion as well as got pretty close on the uh, tiebreaker. If there was one between me and Eric, I thought he had it at the end, and then I swooped in and chose the right champ. <laughs> That's all right. Hey, you know, you won that. I won my fantasy baseball uh, game this week, which we'll talk about later on. But uh, We're you know, winners in some way, shape, or form. I, I will. I will say this: that challenge was a little nerve-wracking when my bracket got completely busted. And the way we talked about the structure, I was like, "I can't win this, but there's a chance I could." But I'll. Yeah, all, yeah North Carolina kind of screwed that up. Yeah, there Kentucky's, was a lot of things. Kentucky screwed me up. Kentucky was the major one that screwed up my bracket there, but uh. Since it's April and nobody in March Madness has wound down, and again, the Kansas Jayhawks champs, congratulations. Uh, let's move into our topics for tonight, guys. How about that? Uh, first things first, let's talk about some spring football, and we're not talking about the one that's been playing this weekend first. We'll talk about them in a minute. But the league that starts up next season Again, the XFL has announced two head coach signings or coach signings. I didn't see specifically. I think Heinz Ward is the first one signing. The other one, Rod Woodson, two Steeler greats, are going to be coaching in the XFL. What are you guys' thoughts on this? Because I think Heinz is a head coach or are they both head coaches? I only saw. They're they both were... going to be head coaches. Yeah, you know, I, I haven't might have heard, heard of Rod like... Woodson's name in a while. So to see him come back and do something for football is kind of nice. Uh, Heinz Ward, him as a head coach, I can just see him smiling on the sideline the whole time, just like he did as a player. Somewhere somewhere in probably their mansion, Terrell Suggs is angry. And, you know, maybe he'll have Terrell Suggs come be a linebacker's coach for him. <laughs> well, That'd be terrible. Just, they hate each other. He can just smile I don't know. I'm not sure when all these coaches got announced, but um, Reggie Barlow, Anthony Bett, Terrell Buckley, Jim Hazlitt, Wade Phillips, Bob Stoops, Heinz Ward, and Rod Woodson all are going to be coached for the XFL. Well, you can consider the XFL. Well, yeah, those guys as coaches. 
Well, that'll be interesting to see Heinz Ward and Rod Woodson get a chance at being head coaches as players. Could they make the jump? We've seen a lot of coaches do that. But sometimes, just because you're a great player does not make you a great coach. Let's ask Wayne Gretzky when he was the coach for the Arizona Coyotes. Might be a Hall of Famer, but it doesn't translate to your coaching skills. But Heinz Ward has been a coach. Um, for I think just receivers, coaches, and offensive yeah, positioning Jets, coaches. He did a stint on the Jets. So I mean, let's see what he's got. I mean, granted, the USFL has the momentum right now. I mean, I still think the best plan for both of them is once the USFL gets through the season, they talk to the XFL about a possible merger. But I think both both leagues have to play at least a season to really establish if they're there. Speaking of the USFL with opening weekend taking place, um, I'd say there's, they've got some, the momentum, definitely. There's some good things that are introduced with this. I do feel that there are some things I did not like, but there are some things I really enjoyed. And you could see they borrowed a lot of stuff from the XFL. Have you seen their replay room, for example? And the uh, mics and every player's helmets, and you can hear the live chatter. Yeah, I, I have that's a, interesting. You can actually hear like the uh, coordinator's play call. Yeah, I, I wonder if they're going to have to change that every weekend. Because, um, like, I was watching, what was that Saturday night, the Generals and the Stallions, and you saw the head coach calling out the plays, like 22 Deuce. Are they going to have to change this every week? Because, I mean, this could turn into massive cheating because all you really have to do is have someone watching TV and with that cam going off, now they do have to like call it into the coordinator real quick and get it moved that way. I don't know if anyone else picked you know, up on I all think that. Yeah, came up with an idea for a great business, Adam. You know that? I am right, so, I will definitely do that for you. So here's what I think that their uh, plan of action is: they have multiple names. As you saw, there was visible confusion out there from both offenses and. All the games I've watched, the coaches are calling in plays, and there's visible confusion on everyone in the huddle's face. Uh, I was watching the Philly game in the Breakers game today, and they were in the huddle, and at one point it looked like the coach and the quarterback were waving at each other like, hi, because there's just visible confusion like crazy. Um, I think they're going to have plays with multiple names, and I think that could get confusing, but I think that's the way they're going to have to do it, being that their plays are out there, but... Even still, I feel that, you know, if they have hand signals or something like that, they're saying this play, but really running a different play. You know, there's plenty of things you could do to get around this. I don't think it'll be as bad. I mean, I think the drones being in everyone's faces is more dangerous than letting the people, if uh, they know your plays, that drone made me laugh and it pissed me off at the same time. Because it's in the way. It lands when they're on the line of scrimmage and then it takes off as the play starts. I can just imagine one day that drone's either going to crash into a player or it's going to interrupt the play, get hit with a football and something big's going to happen. Well, well, no, the thing I find funny with the drone is like the, the first game, it sucked. Every single angle sucked, right? We could, we can all agree on that. Uh, for the stallions and generals game. Uh, the pregame stuff was good though. sucked. Didn't matter what they used it for, but it looked like they improved today uh, for the bits and pieces I watched. 
Uh, one of the things I did like was the helmet cams. I like that. I think the yeah, NFL like needs to adopt too, that. Especially for running backs when they find the hole. Or even a defensive back being a ball hawk like we saw today. Yeah, that was the Stars game. Can I get back to something real quick? Sure. This game was cool. Adam, what do you need to do? Did the XFL release teams yet? No, but the XFL is currently in a lawsuit with Megan Rapinoe because apparently her wife's business uses a similar X, so she's trying to take The Rock and his wife, to, ex-wife to court over it. Because it, it says Reggie Varlow is the head coach of the XFL San Antonio. They may they may rebrand teams. I didn't see. Uh, I didn't actually see if there's any team names announced because they were holding that information. Unless they announced it sometime this weekend. I just find I that weird. It. Like it says, XFL head coach of San Antonio for Reggie Barlow. Sorry, I I just wanted to know because I didn't know all these other coaches gotten down. So I was like, who are these people? And then it says head coach of San Antonio. That's why I brought it up. Yeah, I I don't I didn't see anything announced on teams. They haven't announced anything. Because some places they're not going to double up. Like the USFL has a team in Tampa Bay. I don't think the XFL is going to double up there. Clearly, um, but yeah, no, there hasn't been anything officially announced as far as I'm aware on teams with the uh, XFL. Yeah, USFL. Um, they have a, a reality star playing for the uh, Michigan Panthers. I guess this is when you would need your fiance to know because it's on a uh, too hot to handle on Netflix. He was on Chase Demore. Yeah, Chase Demore. That's it. It's Super a, nice guy. Panthers. I find that funny that uh, they're using his, I guess, popularity. Uh, I mean, he was doing um, D list. Uh, so whatever. Chase Demore was at the gym one night and um, he was showing squats. I believe is what he said. Huh? He was sad and um, woke up to 40,000 followers, followers on Instagram the next day. Right. He was in total shock. He, um, he, he, he didn't know what to think because, you know, that was a lot of people really fast. Um, real quick, though, since we're talking about individual players, did you see uh, our favorite Mullers player that we interviewed? Um, I, I don't want to butcher his last name, Tarpley. Yeah, yes. Yeah, I didn't want to butcher his last name, but uh, the Post Gazette, the local paper in Pittsburgh, um, did a, a little feature on him today. I sent it to both of you. Did you guys get a chance to look at the headline? What it said? Yeah, yeah, I read a little bit of it. It said the only Pittsburgher on the Pittsburgh Mullers looks to impress, and I'm like, hey, he sounded confident when we interviewed him. I imagine he's even more confident, but now he's got the eyes of all of Pittsburgh on him. Right. So, well, we'll still see him uh, Monday at seven. Uh, right now, we're doing this before midnight. This recording, so we will see Cause our, what he does. Because our our uh, Pittsburgh Mauler game was canceled or postponed this evening because of thunderstorms, severe thunderstorms and weather. Which is what interests me about uh, this is oh. Speaking of other spring football leagues, by the way, but this will all tie together is so the USFL has the negativity part of all being in the same stadium. So the same weather patterns outside. Now, a league like the fans only football league, which is back, by the way, and guess who scored a touchdown in that league? <laughs> it was Owens. 
T.O. Terrell Owens scored a touchdown at, what is he, like 40-something now? 48. I'm still 48. 48. You can bring it up. I'm happy for him. I still ain't going to watch it. I'm just saying. No, but what I'm saying is it's just they're inside the fans only one. So they're not going to have those same struggles. I mean, the XFL will have those same struggles, except if they don't play in one city. Which also can be a curse, because if you notice, I mean, yeah, granted, today was Easter, but that stadium, when Birmingham wasn't playing, there was not a lot of people there. I know. So hopefully the team... I'm, I was going to give it I was gonna give it a week. We'll see tomorrow, because it's not a holiday anymore. Um, we'll see tomorrow. We'll, we'll get a better feel for it, because people are going to be like, oh, we can go watch the Maulers and the Bandits play tonight. So, I mean, um, we'll see what happens tomorrow. I wasn't really going to grade today because it was Easter. Yeah, I'm just saying I think it's because of the holiday. But it is what it is. Cannot wait to see it. Now, here's something I wanted to bring up. So, Eric, me and you had this disagreement a little bit. You were really enjoying the Generals and uh, Stallions game, and you said, yeah, great football. And then I'm like, no. It was horrible in that second and third that quarter. That second and third quarter were tough to watch. I felt like the quarters were never going to end, which also because you also notice like these teams, like these quarterbacks, just look like they were not fully on the same page yet. Now, granted, they've only had what three weeks to practice. Three weeks to train, yes. But I mean, it looked like some of them throws were short, and I mean, a couple of them, if they would have connected better, they would have been touchdowns. I will say the very first opening drive, that big first play of the USFL, that forty-nine yard pass was sweet. Yeah, that was a good for, that was a good opening play for sure. Yeah, and then, then, then the first touchdown ever, dude looked like he uh, got the wind knocked out of him. Oh no, dude got crushed. He got hit sticked in the end zone. Yeah, he did. He, he did um, get hit good in the end zone. <laughs> what was that his name? Smithfield, I think it was. You said he finished the game, right? Hmm. Was his name Smithfield? Smithfield? I, it's something with an S. I can't remember what it is. I don't know if it's Smithfield. I think it's something. I don't think it's Smithfield. It could be, but off the top of my head, I feel like it's a more complex name than Smithfield. But, um, yeah, he got crushed. But did you guys hear what they said they did with that football? Yeah, they saved it because it's going to Canton. It's going to Canton, which is the Pro Football Hall of Fame, mostly yeah, NFL Hall of Fame. The NFL, so. Yeah, but you got to remember they're an affiliate. The USFL is an affiliate. All these players can only go to the USFL. They can't go to the XFL. Once they're signed onto this contract with them, they can only go one way to the top. They can't go another way. Well, the XFL is the one who had the affiliate things. I didn't know the NFL had anything to do with the USFL. No, 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 USFL is a separate league, but you know the Pro Football Hall of Fame can you know induct players from that into the Hall of Fame if they wanted to, if the uh, if the USFL you know lasts that long. Which I'm hoping it does. I want more I football for some reason. That's my biggest issue, though. I love having football in the spring. I love having it in the fall. College football is as popular as the NFL can be, especially in places that don't have teams. What I don't understand is the fall off, why spring football can't succeed. We saw it with the AAF. We saw it with the XFL, but that was due to COVID. 
but you get my point. I don't understand why these fans say we want football. They get spring football, and they're like, I hate this. Well, give it time. But no, it's not the NFL. No, duh. These are kids trying to get to the NFL that maybe only got a one look in camp, and they said, you're not fitting our scheme. We don't want you. And no other team was looked at them and said, yeah, I want them. There's so many people that get cut from training camp that don't get a second chance. That's what these leagues are for. But nobody wants to give it a chance because it's not the NFL. Not only that, I mean, uh, they expect after three weeks of training, they expect uh, an A-plus product right away. That's not how it works. It's like, no, this is definitely a growing pains deal, but the XFL had momentum until they had to close down due to COVID. So, I mean, I hope the best for the USFL when it comes to this because hopefully nothing stupid happens, but you never know. Well, no, like, my problem is, like, the passing looked hor- look horrendous in every game so far. Yeah, I, I mean, I thought the Maulers were just going to be a run-heavy team, but I didn't know every single team was going to be running the ball. Like, I, that's what I noticed about these games. Every every single team runs the ball. Well, I mean, I know the generals. The generals ran ran the ball well. Everyone else really didn't. The, the generals um, special, had two special teams growing pains. Oh the god, generals. the kickers are bad. The kickers are bad. They're inconsistent. The best thing I saw today in the breakers game was a punt block to a safety. Satterfield, that's his name. But. Sorry. Yeah, no, we were talking about scored the first touchdown, Satterfield. That was it. I was like, I don't think it's Smithfield. I think it's something a little more complex than Smithfield. But yeah, um, you know, the offenses I did see, granted, the generals did try to go out there and pass. It it worked at first, and then it just didn't. So they ran a two quarterback system. They had the passing pocket quarterback, and then they had the uh, scrambling quarterback. And they found more success with the scrambler, so they just kind of left him in. I well, think you're talking about Smith, right? Um, yes. But what I'm saying he is, only ran, I, he only ran three three attempts for 13 yards. But well, he got for the generals, their their quarterback went for tw- uh, ten consecutive plays on a run. I saw I'm the looking statistic. At right, I'm looking at it right now, rushing Smith. Three rushes, 13 yards. Can't wait to see the Maulers and how they play. I was like, I saw one of the things where they said he he went for twenty three cons or was it the team that went for twenty three consecutive like run plays or so? I can't remember what it was. It was a is the statistic that popped up on the screen. I can't remember well, twenty two. You might be talking about the generals. That's what I said. Yeah, the generals. That's what I meant. The generals had forty four rushing attempts, but you were yeah. talking about the quarterback. That's why. I, that's why I thought you were. Yeah, the quarterback for the Generals. Yeah, they had a two-quarterback system. Yeah, their quarterback was their leading rusher. 12 yeah. for nine, 12 DeAndre, attempts, 98 yards in the touch. DeAndre Johnson, I think his name is? Yeah, DeAndre, DeAndre Johnson. Johnson. Yeah, that's what I meant. But, um, yeah. Okay, so we were a little off. Sorry about that. Yeah, no, I, I, I wasn't for He only forward. had two completions. Yeah, he ran it more. Yeah. He was like, he was like the taste from hell on that thing. But granted, even if I'm a star player as a receiver, if I don't have that chemistry with my quarterback that like a full training camp would occur in the NFL, 
Yeah. A play that should be just simple pass and go gets a little more complex, especially when the line isn't doing the best. Because even the commentator said, wow, these lines are uh, letting up some big plays. Yeah, um, I also noticed in like the, the first game, uh, the Birmingham Stallions, the, that line had some uh, hiccups in the beginning because uh, you know they only had three weeks to get to know each other. But it is what it is. We'll, we'll see how this product develops in the next couple of years, hopefully. Next couple of years. Now, will they be? Now, here's my question: Do they practice during the week, or they don't? They're just done practicing in general. I think no. I think they'll practice during the week. I would imagine so. Yeah. A little bit of practice. I'm gonna pick eight teams though. Practicing every day. If you watch the thing before nine o'clock on FS1. Um, there, there's this hotel in Birmingham that's hosting all of them. No, I meant how are you gonna not the their staying arrangements. Uh, I mean, if they're practicing during the week, there's eight teams that you have to spread around. Uh, so they yeah, all get a good uh, amount yeah, of practice. They have eight different fields. Okay. Yep. And uh, hopefully, Alabama after this has week, tons of fields. They will find them in the. Various just practice at a high school field. It's the same thing. I mean, yeah, the Seahawks exactly practiced at my high school, field. At high school field. One day I came home from when I was in high school, I came back from a JV game to the Seattle Seahawks leaving my stadium. Like, what? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. You know, high school is just going to be conditioning, right? Just now. You're going to be seeing these uh, players. I guess they're technically professional football players. Yeah, that's what they're giving the USFL as and everything. They're considered professionals, but low-tier professionals. So it's a right, step above yeah, like semi-pro. It's like they're still trying to play for a shot at the NFL. I mean, nobody wants to play for $60,000 for too long, right? Well, here, put it this way. Uh, to consider the, what you're trying to say is the semi-pro is a pay-to-play, and a pro is I'm paid to play. Oh, okay, so it's professional. Gotcha. Okay. I didn't know. Okay. Now I understand what semi-pro is. Cool. Okay. But one of the things I have to mention that I didn't like about the USFL, I felt like that first game went on for like six hours. Way too many throw to commercials. I was going to say, I thought the NFL was bad for commercials, but like you, I'm so used to the rhythm, the way NFL did it. I, like does it right now? What'd you guys think of the What'd you guys think of the uh, ball technology? Which one? I didn't see specifically the moment you're. T- what you mean by that? Actually, I didn't know if they used it or not. You guys watched more today than I did. I didn't see um, any in the first game. The, I the ball has a microchip in it for first downs. Oh yeah, it's like it looks like something like from like the Wimbledon when they do like the replays. Yeah. Where it's like caught at, or it's down at. Yeah, and there's a microchip in the ball that reads the ten yards, and like I guess there's, I I, I think they said there's markers on the sticks on the uh, sidelines, and that's how it reads it. Yeah, uh, that might be what I saw as the pylon. They may be disguised as pylons because for some reason, at midfield in the General Stallions game, I saw a pylon. I'm like, what the hell are you doing there? 
I think that's what it was then. I didn't really. I I know I shared it on my Twitter, but that was you many many moons ago, and I just well, forgot. I haven't seen Vinny Toscola in a sports setting in like 10, 15 years. But yeah, yeah. Um, another thing that I did I do like about the replay system that again both leagues have used is there was a play today where uh, I think it was Philly's player caught the ball, came down, and he landed sideways. So his arms and his shoulder were in bounds, and his foot was out of bounds. And the initial referee spotting said he was out of bounds, incomplete catch. And because of the in-depth review they had, they found that his arm, his elbow hit in, in bounds before his foot hit the white line. So it was a completed catch. I'm just saying, NFL, you need to pay attention. These are things that would easily not piss off that many fan bases. That's true. <laughs> Without the shy of a dad, maybe we won't have a, a team bitch, moan, and complain, make a roll for one season just to appease one team. They got screwed due to human error, which is... I mean, it is what happens. It, I mean, we're all human beings. We all make mistakes. It's going to happen in sports, especially in baseball. Is what it is. Right. Speaking of baseball, if you guys don't have anything else to say about the USFL, I was just going to say everything's not perfect in the uh, FS in the USFL yet, but you know we missed a perfect game going into the baseball this weekend. And yeah, upsetting. I mean, I get it. You know, the shortened spring training, they didn't get the practice with the catchers and. But if you're that hot, yeah, but if you're going that hot that late in the game, you can easily get those outs. You believe it's Clayton Kershaw. He he only thrown, what, 70 or 80 pitches I saw? 80 pitches. He could have gotten out of that under 100. He could have. He's that good of a pitcher. But to lead to the question, the poll you put on our Twitter Um, is analytics, analytics ruining baseball. I said yes. Yeah. Um, so it was 50 50. Uh, fans are split between uh, if analytics is ruined baseball. Um, I use analytics for uh, franchise mode and MLB The Show 22. I think it's uh, I think it's a good uh, metric to use for uh, making a roster. Now, David Robinson said he pulled Kershaw. For isolated power, if you need a power header. Yeah, but everyone's trying to play money ball, and they're not doing it right. Bob Nutting, I'm uh, talking about you. Money ball right is Tampa Bay. Uh, only paying like $50-some million dollars on the player payroll. No. So what you're looking at, when I say money ball, if you've seen the movie and you understand the situation, the way they looked at it was through straight analytics. They didn't care what the player was worth, if he was a superstar or not, they wanted the analytics. Who could get on base the most? Who was quick? Who was this, 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 this? Full analytics in making a team. Now, in today's day and age, everybody wants to focus on everything like whip, ERA, on-base percentage, slugging percentage. There's so many percentages now that if you look back at uh, former uh, Hall of Famers, they shouldn't even be in the Hall of Fame compared to today's analytics. Yeah, 
Um, I mean, they're in the Hall of Fame for the basic stats. And that's usually how you get into the Hall of Fame. Like, ERA is a basic stat. That's always been a thing. Since baseball has been a thing. Um, strikeout, that's always been a thing. Like, these analytics haven't started until, like, what? Uh, the mid-2000s with, like, a couple websites. Out later. Now it's on everywhere. Now it is everywhere. I know. Now I mean, general managers are using it. It's incredible. Right? Oh, uh, they're what? They're taking away the shifts next year. I think I heard for baseball. Why? If it works, if uh, if you know that hitter's going to pull, if that's a pull hitter, why wouldn't you shift and get him to ground out? You know, I think that's pretty stupid. Wait, they're doing what next year? Uh, the uh, you, you know how the infield and the outfield shift a lot? Yeah. Well, they want to eliminate that. That's dumb. I know. Totally, uh, what? Screwed defense, right? Now, was that voted on already? Uh, no. I mean, this is rumors, though. I'm not sure. That'd be like the NFL saying we're getting rid of audibles. Yeah, no more audibles. One one play call. That's it. Tech mobile football, baby. Yeah. yeah. One play. But my question here is... But how can you prove that on audible? No. Uh, he, he changed the play. Clearly something happened. They, they went up into a different formation after they set the formation. I don't know. My question is, when does baseball stop being baseball? And when does it start being a computer game? Because they track every analytics. They want to get rid of the player strategy in, you know, the DH pitching to a pitcher. That stuff. They want to get rid of the shift. They're doing all this stuff. When does it cease being baseball and it just be, all right, the guy, the computer ran this. The Pirates are going to lose today because historically they're bad. So that's the statistic we're going with. But anything can happen in a sport. Now the computer already ran it. The Pirates are destined to lose this game. Computer yeah, said it. The Yankees, the Yankees, the Yankees are going to win the World Series because statistically, with all their historical stats, they're just the best team ever. That doesn't make sense. Anything can happen. The Yankees are known to choke in the playoffs. Nope, they're just going to win because of the Yankees, and because of the numbers historically and all of what their players do. It's like, man, I love that analytic that I can turn on ESPN and they're talking about what. Uh, Max Scherzer had for dinner today, and if he eats dinner before the games and he eats a burger, he's more than likely to throw at least seven strikeouts. But if he eats a steak, he's throwing ten. There you go. Eat the steak, then. It's like, why do I care? I guess the fans can yell at them for going, how come you didn't eat your steak? The last start, you asshole. Probably too. I don't know. What do you think? I'm here. What do you think about all this? Um, you know, I mean, you do get a lot of information out of these analytics, but, you know, you still need the player to perform to make the analytics. Yeah. And if the player is off that day, then there's no stats on him that day. 
I mean, unless they're going to overanalyze, break it all the way down to his swing about why he was doing bad that day. You, you want to know what this reminds me of? Is, uh, if you if you have ever played uh, EA Sports NHL before um, and club, and be like, oh, what's your CR, dude? If your CR wasn't a certain number, they wouldn't play with you. I think that was like the analytic people would go with in that. This reminds me of that, and the same goes with the players. If you don't have a certain war, uh, which is wins above replacement, if, you don't, if that number ain't touching a certain mark at a certain point, in like year three or four, like they'll just get rid of you. Well, analytics are different for each position. So a starting pitcher is going to have different numbers than a relief pitcher. That's true. Than a closer. Especially for the- strikeouts, right? Because like starting pitchers go more innings than the relievers. Yeah, and then you do a reliever for an inning, then you put in a setup guy. It's like, what was the point? So, yeah, the reliever goes more games, but the starting pitcher goes more innings. So, that's how that goes. I just, baseball's starting to get more and more confusing every moment I look at it. I mean, I mean, yeah, how radical can the changes get, right? Now, all of a sudden, no more sticky stuff. Have to check the pitchers. Um, I hear um, 93.7 The Fan here in Pittsburgh all the time talk about it. Like, how radical can the NBA, not NBA, sorry, MLB. The NBA, awesome. <laughs> I don't know, we're, we're, we're checking people We're sorry, checking yeah. people for pine tar in the MLB. LeBron James shoots it, but we're going to have to review that. I think he had pine tar on his hands that gave him the extra release. Listen. Did they get a home run in the basket? All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but, yeah, no, here's, here's my argument with this. So... You can't have so certain have substances. On second and extra innings. Like how radical? How more radical can we get? Well, like what I'm saying is, I completely lost my train of thought on the first thing. But when it comes to hmm. looking at baseball uh-huh. from an outside looking in, it's like say somebody who doesn't watch baseball, and you show them baseball in the '80s or '70s. Or today, in the mid 2000s You're going to see the catcher get destroyed in the 80s. You're going to see nice, good collisions. You're going to, it's better to catcher get destroyed in the late 2000s. Yeah, they only just started getting rid of this, but I get why they did that. But my thing is, baseball well, you were just bringing up the years and like well, yeah. the biggest moment that I can think of was Pete Rose running over with a gear. Um, I forget, in the All Star game, you know, he was gone. That's whenever in they the used All-Star to go balls game. out in the All Star game. <laughs> You go hard in the All-Star games. That's when an All-Star game was an All-Star game. Right. And Pete Rose proved it whenever he ran over that catcher. But baseball is always evolving. Every sport. Sorry, to prove what? To prove that that your league is the best league. And plus it had to do with who gets home field advantage for the World Series. Right. But you also want to prove that, hey, the NL is the place to be. Or in my case, the AL is the place to be. Yeah. Now, baseball in every sport is always evolving for the better, sometimes for the worst. Like the NFL, when you mentioned that, how they put in that rule for a season and they got rid of it the next season. Now, oh, yeah, you can challenge pass interference. Yeah. So in baseball, let's equate that to we're going to check the pitchers every couple innings. Well, after every inning, every half, they check them every inning now. Yeah. Now. Before, you saw how mad Scherzer was. If you want to see some funny clips, go back to one of the games where Scherzer got checked like four times and he wanted to punch the other manager in the face. 
Well, yeah. Well, back in the day, it was just by like request. Like, hey, I think that guy's. I think that pitcher's cheating. You know, like if you had a bad day or something, you want to be a dick. But no one cared back then. I don't know why it's such a big deal now. Uh, I don't even care if they do steroids. I think it was awesome watching uh, players hit 70 bombs every year. Shit. And we, I want that entertainment. Personally, I would say with baseball always evolving, you got to reach a point to when have we evolved so much that it's not the game that we're trying to play anymore. Everybody gets a pinch runner. We're just going to hire guys that are former track stars to come out here and base run for us. Well, yeah. Mm -hmm. I remember the roster used to be 25 spots. So you'd only have, like, what, five starters uh, for pitching? Like, five starting pitchers. You'd have, like, seven bullpen guys and, like, maybe 12 players for position players. You know what I mean? Now... Now it's like 28 players or like 30 players or some shit. Yeah. world how many players now are on the Major League roster. And then... I'll... I think like almost every single guy on the 40-man roster is on the roster right now. Probably. Team. Now, we talk, now bullpen, you talk about how that's like been... bullpen arms right now. I am talking, sir. Please give me a moment right. to just get this thought out and then continue. So... As you're mentioning, how the rosters have increased. We check the pitcher now after every pitch. The Most of the game is based on analytics. Okay? We're trying... We've got a pitch clock now. No, there's no pitch can, clock. In the minors. Yes, there is. Oh, in the minors. Oh. So that's going to be brought up soon. Oh. So now... Then what's next? Well, we're working on uh, robotic umpires. Uh, yeah, umpires. <laughs> God damn it, Eric! You got me doing it now too. So you got robotic umpires now coming up. Umpires. That's just for balls and strike, though. So <laughs> my question is, they're saying it's they're saying that's probably not going to make it to the MLB. But what if it does? Then what do we do? Okay, the robot's more consistent than a person. Uh, I, I do not want to see robot uh, strike zones. When does it become the robot? Uh, Baseball league, because then they'll find out that players are inefficient. So we got to replace them with superior athletes, which is this android over here. God damn it, technology is going to take over baseball. But no, seriously, when does baseball get to the point where they're having too many cooks in the kitchen? There's too many variables that it's not even looking like baseball anymore. Games that used to take two and a half hours are now taking seven hours. Because yeah, they've slowed the game down so much. I cannot keep up with it, but I'd rather my baseball be old school. But so, um, I don't know what ruined this guy, but in the over in the Japanese league, Roki Suzuki threw a 19 strikeout perfect game, 13 in a row, mm -hmm. set down 27 batters all all in a row, went out for his next start on the next start on the next game, went perfect for eight innings, and the coach pulled him. 
So dude almost threw two perfect games. The coach pulled him on the 52nd out, which is the end of the eighth. Now, pulling a player, I don't hate hate when it happens. I think Kershaw is an example that I'm mad about because he could have finished the game. There are times where players don't know what's good for their own health. If my manager pulls me because my arm's looking, the speed has decreased on my pitch, and I, you can visibly see that, I might be throwing my arm out, but, you know, I'm so in the zone. I don't see it. I don't feel it. And I have a risk of destroying my shoulder. And the coach sees that and goes, no, 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 no. Come on. Come on. I get it. Sometimes the coach is looking out for his player, for his well-being. This would have been the first time ever back-to-back. He had 33 strikeouts. Maybe the coach was seeing that there was some speed decrease or that he was starting to show pains in his shoulder, like wringing it out before every pitch, something. I don't know. But I do understand why an um, even the umps could say, hey, 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 pit, pit, you're dangerous. You almost hit this batter three times in a row. or You know what I mean? I get the variables to why a manager would want a player to go or just like why do players get in arguments with the umpires when they know they're just going to get thrown out the game? There's so many variables in baseball that have to happen because it's what's best for the teams. You know, maybe my player gets thrown thrown out the game. Well, we're fired up. We don't think he should have been thrown out. We're going to play better, and they do. The pitcher, oh, he's almost got a perfect game, but it looks like his shoulder's bothering him, and we want him for the full season. We don't want him to throw out his shoulder and possibly ruin his career. I get it. Am I a biggest fan of it? No, but I understand why it's a thing. But I still think that Clayton Kershaw was still looking good. He could have definitely done it. I mean, 80 pitches ain't bad, though. I mean, I would have I let uh, Kershaw go to 100 if I was in there. The game probably would have been over before that. But, I mean, who knows? It might be because uh, I, I didn't get to meet with catchers until uh, um, March. So. It doesn't say where he was, where this uh, guy from it Japan should have been was. Way earlier, this, I should have met with him. So, I mean, I, I get it. His pitch count. You know, they're not fully warmed up yet. They will be by like June or July. Yeah, but I'm that spot on. I haven't been with this catcher too too long, but we're that spot on through eight innings. Kind of a poor excuse for most of the game. One inning left. One inning left is all he needed. They pulled him in the seventh. The seven, sorry, two innings left. They pulled Suzuki in the seventh, but they pulled this guy from Japan looking for his perfect two games in a row in the eighth. But I'm just saying, in the MLB, when it comes to stuff, I feel that yeah, you can make the excuse. Well, I didn't see my catcher till March. Well, and we just—it's April. It's like okay, cool. But what happened in those other innings beforehand where you were spot on? Seems like you didn't need to meet him anymore. You guys are in the zone right now. I'm really surprised. You know, the Pirates are five wins and four losses on the season. I'm, I'm proud of you guys. Proud of you, Buckos. Yeah, I don't think many people had them over 500 this early. Like, yeah, I'm so proud of you guys for dancing around 500. Well, who knows? <laughs> the 
this might be their chance to uh, break away from it at five and four. Uh, what's 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 their? Uh, We're in third place in the division. We're in third. We're point five back behind the Cardinals. Because uh, the Cardinals had that, and they still haven't made my, up that uh, franchise. Same thing. The Cardinals still have not made up that game from the rainout we had on that Monday with them. Oh yeah. So they still have that game to make up, but the Cardinals still played one less game. Uh, just check out the MLB standing so far here. It's like uh, Toronto has the advantage on the AL East at the moment. Yankees are 5-5, five and five, 500. That's way too early to look in the standings, I think. I know. It's like the teams with the best. We're 10, we're what, 10 games in and we still have 152 to go. Let's see. New York. I mean, okay. Looking really good. Oh, my God. Plus 26 run differential. (laughs) Yeah, they're hitting the shit out of the ball. Cincinnati Reds sucking it up. Beautiful. Or Jim Watto, man. I wish he would have went somewhere else. The Yankees, you know, you'd be on DH. You know? Put Carter. You know, the Yankees, let's continuously figure out why every every other fan base hates us. Oh, yeah, because we have so much money, we're willing to get players that we don't need just because we're the Yankees. And we'll still find a way to choke it all the way in the playoffs because we are the motherfucking Yankees. The most overrated franchise in baseball. 27-time champs. Guess what? That's like saying the Detroit Red Wings are the best team in hockey. Or the Canadians are the best team in hockey. So Montreal Canadians are the best. They're not. So me and Eric were talking about the Yankees game before. uh, Me and Eric were talking about the Yankees game before this. And the Pirates really stuffed it to the uh, Yankees by making it Bill Mazeroski's bobblehead night on the first night they're here. Yep, in July. Oh, yeah. Best moment in Yankees history, losing to the Pirates. Well, that's when the Pirates were were good. The Pirates were outscored so bad in that that series. It wasn't even funny. I know. It was like that Soviet Russia, uh, United States um, uh, game, right? Same thing. Right, to go to the gold medal. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like, I mean, we're just we're outscored that whole. We're outscored that whole series, and the games we won were like one nothing, two nothing, seven six. I mean, there was a couple high scoring games, but the Yankees definitely uh, outscored us. Yankees, Yankees haven't won a title since uh, two thousand nine. We're, we're hoping to change that. Was that the Arizona? Was that the Arizona series? I'm hoping they don't. No, that was against the Phillies. Yeah, I'm hoping the Yankees never turn it around and they proverbially choke every year in the playoffs. CC Sabathia versus Cliff Lee <laughs> pitching matchups. I'm trying to think he was on that team. Oh, dude, that was way back in the day. 
as soon as the MLB got rid of steroids completely, the Yankees ceased to be that good. What does that tell you? Tells us we need it back. Yeah, I don't recall seeing any Yankees like ever really coming up for steroid testing. Uh, a Rod. I had an A Rod shirt when I was younger. Um, knowing what I know now, I have worn it now. I have a Glaber Torres jersey, so. He's been starting. Who went to? He went to the Tigers, didn't he? No, he came from the Cubs. Uh, the only homegrown on the uh, Yankees is uh, Aaron Judge. I will give the Yankees fans one thing: that whole little place where they have all those people dressing up like judges with gavels and everything—that's the best part of Yankee Stadium. Yep, exactly. So you're getting it. Anyway. I still hope they choke in the playoffs. Thank you. I just want a good series. That's it. Maybe with another starting pitcher in rotation or something. Yeah, they'll find another team to buy off for that pitcher. Hey, man. Look, I can't help that there's no salary cap and we're willing to spend. But anyway, speaking of baseball, you wanted to mention your Fantasy League there, Eric. Yes, I do. Adam, how did you do in your matchup? Who, me? I won. I won by like 150 points. What? But it is week one, and people are still getting used to all the the pitching. Pitching is going to be the killer or the savior in this league. Yeah. I won by five and a half points. Um, yeah, pitching in our league is definitely going to be the end-all, be-all. Huh? You got me 18 points. Like, like on opening day, I had Robert Suarez, and I went to bed, and I was winning pretty good. And I woke up, and I was like, where did I lose points? Robert Suarez was negative 14 points when I woke up. Yeah, uh, my starting pitching is not doing too good, except for uh, McClanahan on the uh, race. He's the only one that has positive points for my starters. Um, yeah, Freddie Peralta on the papers, negative 26 throughout week one. And uh, Hugh Darvish, negative 19 throughout week one. So, yeah, uh, pitching, I don't know what I did to the scoring, but... I know, like, uh, strikeouts are positive points. That's about it. <laughs> the fact that you have so many ne- major negative points is hilarious. Yeah. So what could you have screwed up? And being that I'm not in the league to our listeners, for me hearing this, it is making it funnier to me. The only way I can see that you're losing points is you have it set up for something for walks. I imagine it's a negative. <laughs> Balls are probably negatives. Here's, here's why I had such a good day today. You Darvish actually did had a good day and got eight, got me eighteen points today. That's why. Eddie Rosario might finished the week at negative two for me. Um, 
I should I shouldn't have had Anthony Rizzo in the lineup, but I did anyway by accident. But it's okay. Should have had Zach Grinky. Zach Granke well, killed one. me. I'm, I'm one and a half. Uh, my fiance is even one and a half. She walked ass. Wait, wait, Adam. Which pitcher did you just say? Zach Granke was worth. Oh, Eric's favorite 14. pitcher in the whole league. Worth negative fourteen points, or seventeen points this weekend. Sorry. Um, I think he's washed up though. You hated Zach Granke for the longest time. Like, weird he is. So weird. I'm sorry, Granky was worth negative twenty-eight this week. My fiance has the second-ranked player in our fantasy league. Nolan Arenado has sixty-one fantasy points in week one. Holy crap! He killed it. Not knowing anything about baseball. Hey, since I'm not part of this conversation in terms of the fantasy stats and I'm not in this, I propose a question to you that has nothing to do with sports right now. And I want the viewers to answer the question, too. What? Being that it's Easter, you know, you get a lot of candy, especially if you're a kid. But even sometimes as an adult, you can pick up the Easter candy. When That's eating a chocolate nice. bunny, where do you start? Uh, the head. You got to go for the head. <laughs> Adam? I don't, I, I don't recall ever, I don't, if I would, I'd probably start on the feet, though. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that way. I always start on the watch. ears. That way you can watch the cute bunny, like, just fade away. Yeah, I always start on the ears. I don't know why, I just always have, and then you bite off the head. But back to your baseball talk, since I got to at least add in an input. Okay, let's see, so I'm looking at the week two matchups here. Okay, uh, Adam. I go up against the five dollar winner this week, uh, Toronto Red Knights. That's TJ. Um, you're going up against Auto Draft for the dub that my fiance just kicked their ass week one. So yeah, I got beat up by a girl. That's funny. Um, Joffrey goes up against your car's extended warranty. The guy I picked up from uh. Um, Chad's great team. That's somebody TJ knows. And Chalice Wow Boys. It's Eric Spikes, former guest in the past. I think that was our yeah, that was our first guest. Uh, he's in our league. I think he won his matchup. Um, and my fiance goes up against Return to the King. Can't remember his name. Jake. So that that's the matchup. Real quick, what are your team names? Uh, <laughs> do you want me to say mine? Is it inappropriate and should not be listed on the podcast? Uh, it's nothing that bad. It's tiny peepees. I never, changed, I never changed mine from what they gave me. It just says uh, Adam's yeah. astounding team. Yeah, I never changed it. Team. I did change the hat, though. I'm not going to lie. I went to the black and white. I was yeah, pink and pink and blue or something. Yeah, I went with the black and white P. You can't be having the same hats, fucker. <laughs> well, you know, I, I I could just be like a, a plain white jersey. You can have the pinstripes, or I can have the pinstripes since I'm the Yankees. <laughs> well, the, the Yankees fans, aren't the only team that uses the pinstripes, though. Like the White Sox are black and white too. So. The Yankees are navy blue. Ah, so. uh, this one. Yep. 
four. We'll just say I'm. Eric, you do any good in the fantasy hockey? Dude, I'm out. I'm in the consolation. I gave up. I'm probably not doing fantasy hockey again next year. You're really? never good. I'm, uh, I'm usually good, but I don't know. I guess I didn't pay attention enough. I am moving on. I made it to the next round. Oh, are you actually in the playoffs? Yeah, yeah I'm there. Yeah. Yeah, I will be playing. Um, I did win the championship and something. I I did win uh, season one in Joffrey's football league. It looks like I'm playing Zach Koloskowitz. Cannot wait to play season two in football. I'm going to whoop. Hopefully, Kevin, you'll join us for that. Only if I don't have to pay to lose. Because every time I play fantasy football, I always get screwed. Because half my good players get hurt. I'm talking to you, Derek Henry. I will never draft Christian McCaffrey. Although, see, this is a keeper league. So. I'm talking to you, McCaffrey. I'm talking to you, half my receiving core. Yeah, I'm talking to you. McCaffrey. I will never draft McCaffrey first round. I will draft him fourth. Well, no, the best part is, when I played Fantasy Bowl in the past, I think it was one year that I did it with uh, people I worked with, and I took Derrick Henry. He got hurt. The other one, I took McCaffrey. He got hurt. My receivers got hurt. I'm like, I can't win, even when I have a team that should win. Uh, I mean, it happens. Um, you have to draft like me. That's how I want. By begging other people and crying so they trade you their good players? No, I did not do that. Dude, I'm I play my fiance. What is that noise? Sorry. I hit a button. <laughs> we got a random voice note. <laughs> I play my fiance week five. <laughs> If she beats you, that's going on the podcast. Uh, week six, I play against you, Adam. If she beats you, she's coming on the podcast to talk shit on you. Week seven, the the heads of the let her on, dude. She had a good week in that fantasy. Let her let her get let her get her speak. Well, no, I'm saying if she beats you that week, we're having her on as a guest, and that she's going to just talk shit on you the whole time. All right, all right, we'll, we'll see. I doubt it. <laughs> Hockey, we're getting close to uh, the playoffs here. Penn's clinched for the 16th year in a row. Yeah, that is, that is awesome. That's history. That's the longest active streak right now. At the moment. Uh, this is the last window of opportunity, I would say, for the Penn. Uh, when you guys agree, especially uh, considering the ages of uh, well, here's why I will say no. Here's here's why I'll say no. We did play the Red Wings when Zetterberg, Dotsuk, and all them were a little bit further into their years. I think uh, anything's possible. Prime in uh, 2009. That's their prime. Pretty sure they were the oldest team in the league that year. They started getting oldest team in the league uh, by like 2012, 2013. Even they were considered in their prime during that time. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Adam would remember it better. I was a kid. 
Wait, what? I'm sorry. I was looking at the standings real quick. What team are we talking about? We're talking about history. The 08 Red Wings. Hockey history. Oh, 08 Red Wings. Uh, the year they beat us. They were, they were, well, I'm going to say their average age was 33, if I recall. They did have, they did have a young Pavel Dutsuk Pavel, Pavel on That's that team. Saying. They had some like young players, like younger players, like Henrik Zetterberg. But I think the average age was still like 33, even with those young guys on the team. There's only like three or four of them. I want to say that. Don't quote me on. Don't quote me on it. But I'm trying to remember. Okay. When you have a generational star like Crosby, I don't think they're. As long as you surround him with the right people, I don't think there's a window of opportunity. Oh no! Of course, he's got Jake Gensel on his wing. He's got Ricard Raquel now on his wing. I see. Past couple games. So, hey, if that works out for him, go ahead. Um, look at the standings here. I think we're still in third. Yep, Penguins are still in third place with 97 points. Washington's creeping well, up with 94. With the injury to Jari, that doesn't help. Plus, we also lost, like, what, seven games straight? Something like that. We're 43-23-11. It's not terrible. It's awesome. It's an awesome record. Fortunately, the Rangers are a little bit better than us in speed. Uh, Carolina, I'd rather play against Carolina. And if the Rangers win their next game, which is against, let me look here, uh, the Jets on the 19th, Tuesday, at 7. Um, if they can win their game, they will go first place. Carolina. <laughs> Wait, uh, hold on. That, that Detroit might have been the average age of 33 because Chris Chelios. Appeared to be 46 whenever he was playing with the Red Wings that year in 08. Hurricanes play at 10 o'clock tonight against Arizona. So we know that's basically a guaranteed win for Carolina. Right? No way the Coyotes are beating them. We can agree on that, correct? Well, wait, what are you. Talking about Even that? one of the worst teams in the league this year, the Seattle Kraken, did win games this year. So anything is possible. I mean, but, uh, you know what I mean. It's fucking way she goes. Eric, I think you're mentioning analytics. Arizona is the worst team in the league. Uh, they are. I said Seattle, one of the worst teams in the league, still managed to get wins. But... Eric, I feel like you're basing that whole statistic off of uh, analytics on who's going to win that game. And didn't we just have a talk about analytics? Don't let it ruin what my game? sports. What game, motherfucker? The Carolina game. You just said uh, Carolina was going to win. I said they're going to win just based on like that are way better in the standings. I didn't say anything. Look, Arizona's Arizona. They win tomorrow night. They could tie Montreal for 51 points. I didn't say anything about row or like ROW or SOW. I didn't say nothing about no crazy hockey stats. <laughs> All I said was, you know, Carolina should have no problem against Arizona at 10 o'clock Eastern. Last time I checked, standings are a number, and that equates to analytics because that's where they place in the league. So, yeah, you did. 
Analytics is advanced stats. Advanced. Oh, I'll tell you some advanced facts about yourself. This man has his camera for this podcast pointed at his crotch. No, I know. It's serious. This is why I'm not watching the podcast tonight. I'm just uh, talking on it and listening. Uh huh. Sorry about that. I had to stare at Eric's crotch for the last 20 minutes because he decided to lean back. Well, that's totally. Uh... But here's the question: When it comes to the the Stanley Cup playoffs this year, what are the chances that uh, Tampa Bay squeaks in again and uh, wins four, what four in a row? Uh, no, I don't think Tampa Bay's winning it this year. I think it's going to be uh, between Florida and uh, Colorado. There's. I do like Colorado in the West. If I had to choose a sleeper pick, I would choose uh, Calgary. Especially if they get Longest. Oh my God. I cannot say his name. Longest. Edmonton's going to make it. Can't count them out. Looks like they might be playing LA round one. Edmonton and L.A. Oh. oh, yeah. We get to see Edmonton choke away again. I want to see Gretzky levy in on those games on TNT. All right. Gabriel Landisog is skating right now, so he could be on track to be playing very shortly. That's what I'm saying, dude. I think Colorado's going to win a cup this year. Well, since we're getting closer to the end of the NHL season, let's talk about awards. I haven't been paying attention. All right, well, let me look at the stats real quick for the whole league. Uh, let me pull that up. Some of them, like, you know, most goals. We're about to figure out. That's going to be Ovechkin. Complete leaders for skating. Hold on. Get that up right now. For most points, Connor McDavid. I think that's what the heart, I think. 58 goals for Austin Matthews, actually. He would be the... Uh, really? Rocket, yes. 58 goals for Austin Matthews. He is definitely the best player of the year. I'd definitely give him the MVP. Oh, Connor McDavid with 110 points. The Huberto with 108. Johnny Gaudreau with 105. And uh, people in the hockey hockey draft laughed at me for drafting Johnny Gaudreau. Like in like the seventh round. Laughed at me. Why would you laugh at crafting Johnny Hockey? I don't know. I guess because he was like injured the year that that guy drafted him. So like he's like, I don't know why he did that. Was stupid. That was Doug. Like ah yeah well. I also got Crosby too in the second round. He ended up getting uh, eighty points and six. It's not bad. He had fifty one assists. What's up? Ed Gensel almost getting uh, 40 goals there. How about the uh, Vesna and the Norris? Norris, that's like an objective award. That could be anybody. Um, if you want me to sort based on defensemen, I can. Let me figure that out. 
The ESPN have a way. No, just skating. That's all. That's all it shows. The hell. You know what? Let me just do defenseman. You son of a bitch. Nope. <laughs> And well, the defenseman with the most points is Roman Yossi with uh, 88 points as a defenseman. 20 goals, 68 assists. That is insane. Shades of Bobby Orr. Was Yossi going to dive face first onto the ice? Maybe. Never know. Why the hell did it go back? Uh, oh, okay, here we go. Second best defenseman would be Kale McCarr from Colorado. He has 82 points in 71 games. 26 goals, 56 assists. Uh, let's see. Victor Hedman on the Lightning had 19 goals, 53 assists. But it's definitely going to Roman Yossi. In the worst, then. Trying to take a guess. Uh, Vesna. Shesterkin. Igor Shesterkin from the Rangers. Anybody uh, agree, disagree with that? Well, who are the other people that are like the top goaltenders? That means that... Anderson, uh, Markstrom on the uh, Flames. Sorokin on the Islanders. Swayman on the Bruins. See, the best part is we were talking about... Jari being there, and then the defense let him yeah, down in big goals. Ten in goals against per goals against average, and for safe percentage, is he's in he's in the top ten. He's eighth in safe percentage. So I don't think that's like Vesna or goalie. No, but at one point in the season, he was having a very good season, and then yeah. Everything came crashing down for the Pens. He's still a good goalie. I mean, he's not Vesna. He's not Vesna great this year, but he's still like serviceable. Like you know, you know. no. What I meant is at the very beginning of the season when Joffrey was still on this podcast, and he argued the fact that the Smith was better than Jari, and then we said, well, "Are you kidding me? Jari has Vesna like numbers right now," and he, he goes, "I don't care. I think that the Smith's better." So I'm just saying, earlier this season, he was having very Vesna-like numbers, and then it just kind of fell off. That doesn't mean to Smith's better, by the way, if he, for some reason, is still listening to these episodes when he's not doing whatever he's doing. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, like that, that's another thing. Like, Let's see here. Um, Tristan Jari has 34 wins and 18 losses and six overtime losses. Um, I would say he did pretty well this year as a goalie. About to have 60 starts, dude. It's incredible. Well, right now he's injured with an undisclosed uh, injury. Oh, of course. He's out week to week. He's out week to week, and a lot of people are saying that it is a broken foot. Oh, that's always nice. You know, we always have these goalie problems. But the nice thing is Casey DeSmith has been on fire the last couple games. So now, so, so now Joffrey's uh, dark horse pick of goalie gets to start. Oh, this is going to be cool. Right, I cannot wait to watch the pens now. Mm-hmm. You can just hear his voice in the back of your head screaming at you. 
Watch this. I man. told you. He's I told the you. Of all time. He's going to be Ed Bell for times 100. Just, yeah, just screaming in the back of your head like, I told you. See? I mean, I love the guy. I really do. <laughs> but here's my. Bad as, uh, he's not as bad as somebody else with uh, Baron Corbin. Oh, God. <laughs> but you get. But when it comes down to this later season in NHL, you start to see teams that are aching, you know, getting some players back they haven't had in a few months due to injuries or, yeah. you know, like the Penguins have been going into the playoffs very unhealthy. Yeah. We you got to wonder. Always do. So my question is, should there be like a week or two break before they start the playoffs ever? Or do you think just going right into it is the best way to do it? Going right, going right into it. Why, why not? Why not get it over with? We want to see who the champ is. Yeah, but no. What I'm asking is, since the sports are always evolving, do you think that eventually that could become up? Hey, can we get a small break? Not even that long, just a week or so to relax for a second. Nah, they will never do that. I don't know why you'd want to do that. Well, granted, yes. Here's I'll argue both sides to it. Why you wouldn't do that? Well, if I'm on fire at the end of the season, I'm going in a top seed, and I know I have to play. I'm not number one, so I don't get a buy or whatever the rules are now. Historically, in the past, whatever. I want to stay hot. I want to get right into the games, and I want to stay hot. If I take that week off, I might get cold, and I might not have the magic that we're having right now. But if I'm a team who goes, man, those last few games are rough. We're still in the playoffs, you know. If we just get a week, we could probably get this guy back because he got roughed up a little bit. He's got a concussion. We could have him for game one. You know, then we have a better chance in the series. You know, like tactical reasons. Yeah. So I, I get it, but I mean, every team has injuries along the way, including towards the end of the season. I'm sure every team would need it and wants it, but I can't see the NHL doing that. Well, you never know when these CBAs come up because look what we got for the baseball to come back is just universal DH and a bunch of other stuff that they're adding in later. Playoff teams, I think the wild card round is now a best of three. Yeah, so I mean like, you know, you yeah. never know in these situations what's going to happen. Yeah. So, so I was just bringing just up. Someone just posted on Twitter that AB is going to end up in the USFL. Oh, that'd be interesting. How's that going to happen? Is that going to be like free agent signing? He's a free agent right now, isn't he? Yeah. So my my question with that is one: what teams he go to? Two: how long? How, if is he going to be calm, or is he going to be the AB that we saw walk out of the middle of a game? Still one of the funniest uh, moments of this past NFL season. The AB that walked out in the middle of a game, act like an asshole. Oh my gosh. Are we ready to go, go to... Um, I'll, I'll hold on. Just tell me when we're done with baseball. I just found an interesting one. Uh, we're talking I mean, hockey right now. No, yeah, we're talking hockey. I meant hockey, yeah, sorry. I mean, other than the playoffs starting, I mean, let's just all stay and watch and let's see who's crowned uh, the Stanley Cup champ. After late April. Uh, the season's kind of late this year. I am very excited. I get to go see Connor McDavid in Pittsburgh next week. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm, I got a ticket. Uh, you, who, who, That's my Christmas. It was my Christmas gift for my mom. So 
excited to finally get to use my Christmas gift. I got two. I got my buddy's gun. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, he kind of asked him like way before we were doing podcasting because I got it for Christmas. Hey, you know, I I would like everyone to get out to some sporting events this year. I mean, I think I brought it up on the podcast before. I know I've definitely brought it up to Eric here. Is I'd like to go on a few minor league baseball trips this year. Go out to Altoona. Go over down to some affiliate, the one pirate affiliate down in West Virginia. Go see a Wild Things game, Frontier League. Maybe even see, go see. I don't know. Ohio. I don't know if I don't know if the power are still associated with the with the Pirates. I don't oh, know if the Morgantown power still is because they used to be, and then I can't find anything on them anymore. I don't know if the power are still. I think they're the Bears now. Bears or like Wolverines or something like that, but we're just going to different Charleston, affiliates. Right? I think that's a that's um it's four hours Charleston's four hours from my house. Yeah, so I mean, I'm just trying to go see a few games. You know, if I'd stay over the night somewhere, but I'm going to different I affiliates. Even, I wouldn't even care if we if we would have like go to maybe Columbus and see the Clippers, the Cleveland Indians AAA team. Yeah, that'd be fun. I would definitely want to go up to see the Erie Seawolves, who I think are tied with the Detroit Tigers now. Because I'm going down to Myrtle Beach on you a vacation. Yeah, and we're going to see the Cubs minor league affiliate, the Myrtle Beach Pelicans. That used to be the Braves minor league team. Yes. Um, the Seawolves are still up there. Yes. Um, the Erie Seawolves. I don't. I think they. I think you are correct with the Detroit Tigers, though. I think. I think they are still. Yeah, because they were the Pirates affiliate. That's why they're a, a wolf with pirate stuff on. But the Pirates got rid of them after like three years or something. They and they went with I think Detroit. Then you do a little trip over to Rochester and watch the Twins minor league team in Rochester. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to get a few. I think I want to do this more throughout the years, but I definitely want to go see some affiliate games this year, go to different sporting events, you know, when the USFL comes up, try to hop yeah, over to Canton. Um, are we interested in trying to see the closest uh, uh, NBA playoff game? I, see I don't have the money for that, and I know you don't have the money for that. Well, I'm not spending $200 on a ticket. I have, I have a tax return. Philadelphia. I was going to say, because Cleveland's gone. Cleveland, um, yeah, Philly would have to be the closest one. They're up one nothing. See James Harden, baby. Um, I Adam, am a, ban I am a bandwagon Sixers fan. That's who I'm for. He always is. He's a he's a he's a Cavaliers fan one day, then he's a Heat fan another day. Then the he's. NBA, I am a bandwagon fan. I will proudly admit it. I did. Listen. Listen, and I will tell you the teams that I've paid attention to for years, the Spurs and the Bulls, for my own reasons. And those reasons being, you grow up, Michael Jordan played for the Bulls, greatest basketball player of all time. Okay, I'm going to watch the Bulls. Then, when it comes to the Spurs, you got Tim Duncan and Pop. That's all I got to say. All right, hold on. Let me go and see. What about David Robinson? Yeah... I, listen, as a kid, I just hours. paid attention to the coach. I know I'm not saying, and I'm saying the reasons why I like those teams, why I grew up liking those teams. Oh, because again, Eric would just be like, "Hey, man, you got to see Pop's interviews. 
And I was like, you know, I've never really paid attention. And then he went back and showed me them. I'm like, this dude's hilarious. Uh, let's see. He's too poor. He's he's tonight seven thirty, which I assume is Monday seven thirty. Uh, it's the Raptors um, in Philly. Two tickets is ninety nine dollars up in the nosebleeds, but I don't care. A hundred bucks. I'm- I don't care. Hundred bucks to leave my fiance's house right now to start driving to Philly first thing in the morning. Hell yeah! Six hours. I'm sure I can use my passport and go. That'd be stupid. Remember that happened? Good listeners at home, the last time Eric went to Toronto, he came back in credit card debt. All right. That's not a joke either. That is a true story. (laughs) Sounds like a good time. Uh, Exactly. Too late for that. But uh, Game seven's about 200 bucks a ticket. Uh, That'd be pretty dope, though. Game seven. Did anyone, did anyone want to go to Coachella? What? What the hell is it? Coachella? Coachella? I think. Well, just to let you know, Brittany now has Patrick wearing a satchel. <laughs> it's, it's a it's a purse. He's got a purse. <laughs> it looks like a full blown out regular purse. I'm not gonna lie. Soon he'll have his own little teacup chihuahua to put in it. I have no idea. Doesn't she already own one of those things? That was a Liberty Loft. A little yippy dog. Oh, I can get press box seats. For what? Uh, you get press box seats in Philly. You sit in the press box. <laughs> can you imagine sitting in the press box and like interrupt some important hey, like radio? Technically, we're the press, so we can buy press box seats. Raptors. I mean, by a technicality, yes, we are technically press. But, no, honestly, uh, next season, I definitely want to check out a Cleveland Cavs uh, regular season game. I'd do that. Because why not? Um, and, then, and then we can go check out the Philadelphia 76ers. We're going to wear Philly stuff so we don't get killed. No, Eric, I'm going to make sure to put a sign on your back that says, I'm from Pittsburgh. I'm the only one in this group from Pittsburgh. Beat my ass. Um, and then once we get comfortable, we can see the... Uh, we can, um, Kevin, do you want to go to an Eagles game? As he yeah. Does? I mean, that'd be dope. I already have my Shady McCoy jersey. Might as well. We can throw, we can throw snowballs at Santa I Claus. Mean, I have a Donovan McNabb jersey from when I was like 10. So I don't think that's going to work. <laughs> yeah, it'll work perfectly fine. You'll fit right in. I can stretch it right out. I mean, maybe make it. Dude, you'd be like Chris Farley in the short jacket. <laughs> Fat guy in a little jersey. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be like uh, Philadelphia Collins and Trailer Park. What the fuck are you looking at my gut for? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh. That's so how you're looking at it. So, in in review of all the sports bits here for today, uh, basically, I want to end it off on saying this. So, we're excited to see where the USFL goes. There was a lot of positives with this weekend, you know, the launch of the league, you know, a lot of it getting on. I did enjoy what I did watch at times. There was some stuff I did not like. When it comes to (laughs) hockey, the playoffs are coming. Hey, hey, about the USFL, because I didn't get a chance to say this. I do like the physicality. You know, you're actually allowed to hit the quarterback. I like that. 
I think that's very unique to the NFL. Because <laughs> once you get to the NFL, you have to learn how to not kill the quarterback. So that, that's going to be funny, watching these players adapt to that. That one play where the running back got his head clotheslined off was pretty funny. But uh, a, couple, a couple of the face masks were a little uh, excessive. So apparently five hours ago, fans started a little memorial outside of Gate C at Heinz Field for Dwayne Haskins. I might have to. We might have to go down there and pay our respects too. I know I'll do it. Go get a flower, throw it down. That's what's up. Yeah, I'd probably go do that. Outside Gate C, there's not much there, but it is holiday, so. I yeah, never, I'm, I'm definitely. I thought that guy should have started at quarterback, but, you know, I, he, he didn't deserve to go out like that, you know. I think he would have fit in well with Matt Canada's system since I wasn't here last week yeah. to tribute him. I think out of the two quarterbacks, Mason should have been the one that get, was bye-bye, and they should have kept Dwayne and Mitch and then possibly draft a quarterback, but, I mean, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. Unfortunately, Haskins will never have the chance to prove a fully instilled Matt Canada offense if he would have thrived or not thrived. But uh, to leave you with this on this topic, Adam Schefter proving again, as at first I said, okay, we were too hard on him with Tom Brady. No, he was very disrespectful and handled the situation wrong. I think he should be reprimanded, at least suspended from his place of business. But I digress. It's already... A week later, it's just old news at this point. Ohio State. Did you see the tribute to Haskins, though? No, I did not. Uh, they did something for their spring day, right? Yeah, their spring game. Uh, their starting quarterback. Uh, what's his name again? This year. Crap. I CJ Stroud. Yeah, CJ Stroud came out wearing the Haskins Jr. jersey. Uh, there you go. And then they played. He even dressed like him, didn't he? He had the little he had the little guard in the back and Yeah, he, he full on tribute and they played a tribute video for Haskins as well. So good on Ohio State for that. Uh personally I don't like Ohio State for personal reasons, but I a pretty touching tribute. I shared it on Twitter. It was definitely emotional. But uh Back to where we were going, I do think the USFL definitely has a bright future ahead of it. They just got to stay on a correct path, and hopefully people tune in and watch. That's the biggest killer. If you're not watching, if you're not buying merch, if you're not doing this, it's very hard to succeed when you don't give someone a chance to succeed. I will be watching. That's about it right now. So, you know, just watch. You know, If I could afford to go, I'd be there. Yeah, I would too, but didn't have the time to go down to Birmingham, stay at two nights to try to catch a Mullers game for it to be rescheduled for the next day. Uh, that was uh, hockey. So by next week, we'll tell you what have happened. So you're going to get a recap of two Mullers games for next week's episode. Yeah, that, that, that's what's, uh, we'll, we'll go over a little bit of the first game and we'll go over more of the second game. I will not be able to watch it fully, so I'll be watching highlights. So they're going to be the ones leading this. Uh, into hockey, you know, the playoffs coming up. Let's see who gets crowned Stanley Cup champs. Hoping it's the Pens. Uh, the Probably not. At noon. Um, I was going to say, I can get up early. We can watch it. Huh? Um, yeah, what do we, what do we, what do we watch? At noon. Oh. Yeah, I'll try to get up and watch that one. Um, oh yeah, they play. Uh, 
They play the Dallas Stars. Rivalry. Philadelphia Stars. <laughs> Whatever. Dallas Stars. Dallas Stars are the hockey team. <laughs> that getting confused. You know, they have a star on their helmet that looks just like the Dallas Star. Why it does. Tyler, why is Tyler Sagan here? Tyler Sagan. Now, you know what's even better? Why is Carl Sagan here? Why do we need... For anyone who, get, who knows who Carl Sagan is, you're welcome for that stupid joke. Anyway, uh, yeah, playoffs coming up for the, the for the NHL. You know, let's go Pens. Let's hope they take it all. Who knows? Uh, the MLB season just started. We just had opening days the last week and a half. And let's get into the front of the season coming up. Guys, are we coming up with our mock drafts for next week? Ooh. I wish we would have remembered this earlier. <laughs> That's okay, because uh, April 28th. Or are we doing... Or are we going to try and do a special... Um, the April 24th recording. We have to have our mock drafts ready. So. The April what? 24th? Yeah. Alright, yeah. So next episode, you'll get our mock drafts. I'll have to go through and make sure. I can't wait, man. You're just... I think it's going to go where in the first we're doing first round only yeah I'm not I'm doing 32 I'm not doing any more yep. we're, we're just going to do a whole episode to that uh, so a whole episode based on all of our picks um, got, any, got any surprise picks in that first round or haven't we looked in depth yet I'd say uh, I'd say let's surprise each other let's not mention anything about it and when we okay. hear it live is when we hear it live where we can enter our opinions after I feel the best way to do that would be one person reads off theirs and explains why while the others question, then the next person goes, and then so on and so forth. Well, now that we all have the access to the Facebook page. Oh, yeah. Um, Shock Sports could... Podcast now has a like page on Facebook. Make sure if you are a fan and a listener of the show, go on Facebook, type in Shock Sports Pod, find our logo that you're familiar with from our Twitter. And from our anchor and Spotify, as long as it's been updated, and shoot us a follow. But I was saying we could take pictures on our phones and upload them onto the site. That way, they're all there. That as well. I'll talk to Andy. Well, I think we're going to try and bring on Andy Andy Cromer too. I think. Yes. I know we talked about it. Yeah. Uh, we're potentially going to be bringing on NFL outdated. Yes, I keep forgetting the name. I I, I keep forgetting the name. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, I've been I've been talking to him. He's covering the Cubs for me on talking sports with on uh coming up. I don't know if it's gonna be this week or not. It might be Wednesday. Hey, I'm, I'm proud of you for doing your own podcast, man. If you want, oh, yeah. want me to come on, let me know. Well, by the way, have you uh, introduced that yet? We'll give you the moment here. I don't know if you mentioned it last week. I didn't get a chance to catch the full episode. I didn't. I didn't get one yet. We're doing our first episode tomorrow night with the Braves. We're kicking it off with the Braves, the champions. There you go. I'll definitely listen. To that. You, should, you guys should definitely listen to that. Listen to then, that. Then, then Tuesday we have Mark McCarthy coming on. He's going to be our Royals guy. Um, he said he wanted to talk some football. I don't know if any of you two want to pop on. I wasn't so sure. If it's I not a weekend, bring... I can't be there. We know that, unfortunately. Right. But I. But Eric, it's up to you. Um, that's Tuesday night. I don't know if you want to pop on. Maybe you could talk to him. Uh, since he is doing your Royals, you know, you could talk about your Yankees. Yeah, and the whole bat thing with George Brett. If you, if you need a Yankees night, you 
Yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. I was just saying if you wanted to pop on Tuesday, you know, and talk a little football after we were done with the interview. And, you know, if you're talking sports, if you ever want to get on the college football topic, you can bring me on for the Pitt Panthers. I'll be right there talking right. with you. All right. Um, yeah, he he's a big Cornhusker fan. He just got back from uh, the spring Cornhusker weekend fan. over there. There you go. That's up. So, down. so, yeah. But he said if you guys want to talk a little football after the uh, baseball talk, we can. So, it's up to you guys. Yep. Sounds good. Like, I think, Eric, it'd be a good opportunity, you know, uh, support our fellow podcast member here on his side ventures. And, you know. I do have a Guardians member coming on too, but I don't want to get too excited about that one yet. I'm excited. I'm excited though if it does work out. So well, good luck with that, Adam. We yeah. we will be there supporting you every step of the way, buddy. And that is the link on the Facebook page, and that link with the talk or uh, what's to say, my podcast are or. That has all of our links, and once this one gets up there, I will put this one on there as well. Right. It has all our podcasts on it. It's all in order. All in order. It took forever, but I got it. <laughs> and I think, I think with that, I think we have covered everything we wanted to cover for the most part tonight. So with that, uh, I'm Kevin. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at klegs412. Look for the photo of Bill Pelichick's dog. All right. I'm Adam. Uh, Mix 24-24-24. And then that's my regular one. The train is loading. And uh, at Hammer Time Pit for the Maulers. And then Talking Sports With at Sports Talking It. That's all I can fit. <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty interesting handle when I first saw that. Yeah, I was like, and that's all it could fit. And I was like, yeah, that's how it ended up. We're just talking it. Yeah, you're talking. <laughs> We're talking it. I like it. I like it. Uh, <laughs> now you can follow me at Eric underscore Refert Art, F-F-E-R-T, uh, underscore 96 for my personal Twitter. Um, you, can, you can see how crazy I am there. Um, and that's why I am in therapy. Uh, and then you can follow us at Shock Sports Pod for our podcast page on Twitter. And we also have Facebook, as they mentioned. Yeah, and again, don't forget that Facebook like page. Please come check it out and give us a like and a follow. We will be posting some different content between the two, so make sure you follow all the social media when it comes to Twitter and the Facebook like page. Uh, thank you guys. It's been great. See you next week. Peace. We we will definitely try to do something in the middle of the week. If not, we'll see you guys next week. So, thank you. See you, Adam. See you, Kevin. Bye bye. Mm -hmm.